Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. This is the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. These employees that are always wanting, a, you know, a pat on the back, I don't have time for it. You think people are running by me telling me what a good job I'm doing on this show? Hi-ho-hi-ho! Jeff Lutz. Never. And there's a reason for it. You're not doing that good of a job. Oh, shocking. Monstrous. 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Listen to this if you can. All right, we are back. Hour number two, the Bob and Jeff Show, KFH Radio. Joe Auer, Wichita Heights boys basketball coach, is my co-host today. Jeff will be back tomorrow along with Jason Duda. Uh, Those of you who haven't heard, and I'm sure most of you have, the Titanic submersible uh, now confirmed to be destroyed, uh, which is a sad story. All five crew members confirmed dead. Kind of had a feeling it was headed that way. But, you know, I don't know how you feel about this, Joe, but, you know, there's a lot of talk out there about, well, uh, if you do something that dangerous, uh, you got to be aware that this could be your fate. I can't imagine a worse way to go. Whether or not these people uh, knew what they were getting into, it's a horrible, horrible way to go. And feel bad for uh, their families, obviously. What a tragedy. Obviously, people that uh, uh, love life and and, uh, experiences and just looking for another... uh, great experience and and uh really really sad deal and uh uh you know heart heart goes out to all the families impacted by that but uh like you say bob can't imagine a a a more uh terrifying way uh to experience your last few days and you know people who were uh kind of like like going up to mount everest or whatever You're, you're you've got this adventure of a lifetime and and it, it goes wrong. So uh, Coast Guard saying that the implosion of the vessel happened early, so uh, probably two or three days ago would be my guess. Um, I would probably draw the line with my adventurous nature uh, well before going twelve thousand feet under the ocean. But there are adventurous people who just want the thrill of a life, you know, and. Uh, I can't begrudge them that. Uh, where would you draw the line in your adventurous nature? Yeah, that, way before that as well. Uh, I'm, not, I'm uh, I've got a 
I'm not real comfortable getting on an airplane even, to be <laughs> honest with you. My, my poor wife uh, has to deal with that whenever we travel. But, uh, yeah, I'm not wired like that. I admire people who are. Uh, you know, even even traveling overseas, uh, our, our youngest son and his wife are in Italy right now having a, having a great trip. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I admire people who take chances in that regard. And uh, I wish I was wired that way, but, but I'm not. But I love conversing with folks that are, that, uh, uh, that take chances and, and uh, see what the world has to offer. And uh, uh, I think they inspire other people. Obviously, uh, America is built on risk-taking and adventure, and uh, uh, you hate to see uh, you hate to see people who, who go for it like that uh, have a tragedy, and you hope it doesn't discourage others from even, uh, pushing the envelope. Even if I was the most adventurous person on the planet, I probably would have taken a look at that device and how tight it would have been for five people. I don't know. I, I, these pe- I mean, again, it's a, it's a terrible tragedy what happened to these people. I feel awful for them and their families and and their loved ones but i got a feeling this company is going to be in for some difficult times yeah you would think it's going to be pretty costly for them they they described it as going to the bottom of the ocean in a minivan with five people uh one window uh so you've got to be you know these are folks that were obviously all in and and totally committed to this adventure but uh, i can't i can't even begin to imagine uh having the courage to to go for something like that so uh changing up in our in our talk with uh, darnell parker jr wichita state baseball uh you made mention of coaching quite a few players who went on to play at wichita state mike pelfrey probably being the most notable um but you know, you're a baseball guy. Uh, basketball's kind of overtaken your life to some degree. That's what you're most known for. But where does baseball rank with you in the year 2023? Are you still are you still trying to get those White Sox going in the right direction? Well, you know, most recently I, I enjoyed uh, following my Iowa Hawkeyes. They had a, they had a heck of a college baseball season. Uh, made it to the made it to a regional this year and. Uh, uh, had a good run in the Big Ten tournament, but yeah, life, Bob, as a White Sox fan, is mostly pure misery. <laughs> uh, my grandfather uh, gave me that gift, I guess we'll call it, to me and my brothers, and uh, uh, and I've passed it, I've passed it on to my sons as well. So now it, it's a curse. Uh, we're in another. It's such a strange year this year. I know Jeff, uh, as an Indians guy, we're we're in a division. Where we're, I believe we're 12 games under 500, and Bob, we're right in it. And Six games out. I mean, it's just we're not. We can't. Nobody stays healthy. This team is maybe the most uninspiring uh, group of professional athletes I've ever had the misfortune of uh, being dedicated to and connected to, and uh, it, it's awful. And uh, uh, part of me wants them to just. Uh, sell everybody off here that uh, we, we've got a heck of a roster, but none of them can stay healthy. Uh, and then there's another part of me that says, you know, you add one or two pieces and we're right, we're right there in the mix. So just a typical summer of uh, misery with Chicago White Sox. And right? I'm having one of those summers too, and I don't have many of those as a Cardinals fan because 
they're usually good. They've had one losing season this century, which is phenomenal. I mean, that, that doesn't even make sense. So I feel a little guilty complaining, but yeah. I, I don't like this. I don't like the feeling of being out of it. You know, 31 and 44, uh, almost halfway through your season, on pace to lose uh, close to 100 games, if not 100. It's, uh, it's uncomfortable. I don't like it. I, I, I don't want to feel that way, but I don't see it turning around for my team, nor frankly yours. Yeah, well, you, and you'll you'll get no sympathy from from me today. No, I, I mean I, I would I would uh, that that's like a KU basketball fan complaining about uh, a down year or something. But yeah, uh, I get no sympathy as a Cardinals fan. Yeah, no, I can you, guarantee you. You our our you know our friend Bob Hull, who's a uh, uh, longtime Cardinal fan and does the color commentary for the Shockers. Bob is a Cardinal guy, and he he starts with that same. Uh, Tone and I just I just tune him out because you've got you, it's been a heck of a run for you and uh, <laughs> uh, so in other words you're tuning me out at the moment yeah if you're if you're telling me you have problems as a baseball fan I've got I've got no time for it because <laughs> that's that's all I know uh, I mean my when when you when you when you grow up cheering for Bill Melton and and uh, you know you, you just well, you, Wilbur Wood, Bob. I had I, on the playground as a, as a young man. I, I, I'm having to brag about Wilbur Wood and and Bill Melton. That's all I had. I I didn't cheer for a playoff team until 1983, my senior year of high school. Uh, so I, I cannot relate to. to did the you joy. Uh, grow up on the South Side? No, I'm I'm from Iowa City. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. So, but he, but why why the White Sox? Well, Why not the Cubs that's a or great, the Twins or yeah somebody that would have given you maybe a little bit more? Why not the Cardinals? Yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't presented as an option, Bob, in my family. Uh, it was Bears and White Sox, and there really wasn't even a discussion about it. And uh, uh, that's the way we went. And, well, and the, you you could get to Comiskey Park uh, in about three hours, so it, it was a pretty quick drive. It was probably the the closest drive for us. Uh, and the Cubs were no good when I was a kid either. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it was a decision that was made for me. And, uh, well, explain to me this then, because you did, you could not break away from that decision that was made for you by your father. Was his, was his father a White Sox fan? No, or, no, no. So, and it was actually, it was actually, it was my grandfather. It was my, my mom's dad who, I think he fell in love with the Go-Go Sox, the Louis Aparicio right. uh, days. So they, they were good back then. Uh, and, and your mom was a White Sox My fan. mom is a diehard White Sox fan. Uh, yeah, her whole family. My uncle, my uncle Pat White, who's uh, retired and living uh, in Iowa City uh, today, he, you know, he w- listens to every White Sox game every night and like I said, Bob, it's it's a family curse. It came from your mother then. It came from my mom's side of the family, and uh, well, what? How did Jeff Lutz, my son, how did he break away from being a Cardinals fan? Uh, because for you, it was entrenched. Yes. Uh, you don't even talk like it was a possibility. No, not an option. How did? Why did he do it? Well, Jeff, uh, I, I don't know, Bob. I think that's a that, that kind of goes. That might be a personal issue. Uh, <laughs> Jeff's disloyalty to you and your car. I, knowing Jeff, I think it's just straight stubborn. Uh, I'm not going to do what my dad wanted me to do, type of thing. I think he just that was, 
you know, Jeff's a good man. That was his form of rebellion. And I guess if you got to pick, pick something, maybe that, that that's not that bad. But I think that's just straight up a, a way to stick it to that his dad. Seems, that seems to be as good an explanation as any. But he certainly sacrificed, uh, you know, some good times. Yeah, of all, t- of all teams to pick. I mean, that's, that's not much better than going with the White Sox, really. You'd think if you're going to abandon your dad's team, at least maybe go to the Yankees or something where you're going to have regular success. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're very much anticipating the NBA draft tonight. I love any draft. Uh, really, doesn't really The Bob and Jeff draft, which we're going to do here with, with Joe Iron a little bit. Uh, but it looks like the Wizards, who are unbelievably active for a terrible franchise, uh, they're sending Chris Paul, who they just acquired, to the Warriors uh, for Jordan Poole uh, and some future draft assets. I don't even know what the Wizards are thinking at this point. Uh, they're trying to obviously get themselves in a position uh, to compete down the road. But in the process of doing so, they're helping out some other teams, especially in the Western Conference. Chris Paul will be a nice addition to Golden State, won't he? Yeah, you would, you would think Seth Curry is going to be really excited about that, somebody that uh, uh, can facilitate uh, the greatest jump shooter in the history of the game. Uh, yeah, the, the, the wizard moves really don't make much sense to me. I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a huge fan. NBA fan I, I love to watch the the playoffs especially when you get to the to the conference semifinals but uh, I gotta admit I, I have a hard time uh, spending much time with the NBA during maybe because I'm so busy with our season but I love college basketball but the NBA uh, I love like I said I, lo- I love watching the finals and the, and the semifinals but it yeah I like the playoffs in the NBA and that's really that's a 10-week season. Right. Uh, that gives me plenty of NBA. I uh, much prefer watching the college game and uh, even the high school game. But, you know, these are interesting moves. And uh, it's always interesting to see teams uh, try to position themselves uh, into becoming winners. So uh, we'll see. The Suns, uh, they get Bradley Beal. And now the Golden State Warriors get Chris Paul. It looks All like right. the Celtics are going to uh, they're doubling down, yeah, and they're keeping keeping their young stars together and uh, and moving Marcus Smart. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be weird to not have Marcus Smart in a Celtics uniform. He goes to Memphis, uh, so interesting moves. We'll take a break. When we come back, it's the Bob and Joe draft, and you'll like the uh, the subject matter. Uh, Joe Hour, our guest has coached at Heights for more than 30 years, the last 27 as their head boys basketball coach. I've covered and been around the City League pretty much all my life. Uh, We're going to pick the best basketball players, boys basketball players, in Heights history. Each of us will get eight choices. We'll flip a coin to see who goes first. That will be a key. Uh, Listen, this is going to be fun. Stay with us. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Summertime blues, the who? As we uh, play some summer music for you, as the temperatures heat up, as they're prone to do uh, at this time of the year. All right, Joe, our our co-host today, uh, we're going to do the Bob and Joe draft, different from the Bob and Jeff draft, which I win those most of the time, so I'm getting a little bored with them. Uh, We'll see how this one goes today. Uh, We're going to pick Heights boys basketball players, historic Heights boys basketball players, Eight each. Uh, let's hear the music, Max. All right, I'll toss a dime here on the chair. Call it. Tails. It is tails. Now, you can go first and pick one, or you can let me pick one and go second and pick two and three. You know, knowing you, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go first. You're going to let me go first. That will give you the second and third picks in the Bob and Joe draft. Uh, this becomes very difficult for me. Uh, I, could, I could mess up your world and pick Perry Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I won't do that to you because I'm a, I know you want to pick Perry, and as well you should. Uh, he was your player, one of the best players, obviously, in the history of our state. So I will pick Darnell Valentine with the number one pick. It's hard. It's hard to go wrong with that. Uh, I just had the uh, opportunity to spend a little time with Darnell. Did you really? Fall. Yeah. He, Tell me about that. I know uh, he gets back here occasionally. Yeah. He. Yeah, we were actually we were inducted into the Heights Hall of Fame together uh, this past fall. And uh, so spent the evening and, and uh, 
What a great guy. Uh, he looks like he could still play, Bob. He's amazing. He, he looks like he could still play. But, uh, and he, had, he, he shared a lot of history about Coach Lafayette Norwood, who we, who we lost here uh, a couple years ago. And uh, uh, obviously, you know, pound for pound, the best defensive guard to ever come out of Wichita. I mean, that, that guy could – his defense was phenomenal and, and – uh, I remember, uh, and I've told this story before, uh, I was early on in my years at the Eagle, and I took my dad to Winfield, which is where I was born and my dad was raised, and uh, Darnell played a game against Winfield. And uh, I don't know that Winfield got a pass half court very often. Yeah, yeah. That's how good he was. Yeah. All right, we're, we're hanging on these two picks <laughs> that you're going to make. I well, think I know who they're going to be. Yeah, well, and obviously, uh, I got to go with my guys uh, and guys that I've I've won state championships with. So, my first pick, uh, to no-brainer, is Perry Ellis. Uh, to me, the greatest winner, not just in the history of 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 uh, Wichita uh, basketball, but the greatest high school winner in the history of Kansas high school basketball, and. Uh, uh, what he did was unparalleled, and uh, uh, guy was guy was just phenomenal in, in all facets of the game. And uh, uh, obviously, when you win 95 games in your high school career and you win four state championships, that speaks for itself. Uh, not shocked, not shocked by that pick. Yeah. Who is uh, your next pick? Number two, uh, I got to go with Evan Wessel. Uh, Evan was our, was our point guard, starting point guard, three state championship teams. Uh, became the winningest player in the history of Wichita State basketball. Uh, kind of an unsung hero. I mean, he's not a, you know, he's not, he wasn't the flashiest player, but he was definitely our leader, uh, our floor general. Uh, made everybody better. And uh, Evan Wessel, that's an easy, that's an easy pick for me. Well, I think uh, if you were just sitting over there, my comment would be, I think I'm going to blow you out of the water here with these next two <laughs> <laughs> uh, My next two picks are Antoine Carr and Aubrey Sherrod. Uh, so somehow I've managed to get Valentine Carr and Sherrod <laughs> all on my team. Mm-hmm. And here's why uh, people love you, because you're loyal. <laughs> because and, and listen, Perry Ellis is... Is obviously belongs in the discussion with those three. Uh, Evan Wessel, as much as I love him, probably not quite at that level, but he played for you, a key part of uh, state championship teams, certainly a gifted high school basketball player. Who are your next two going to be? Well, uh, I'm going to go and and I'm going to take I'm going to take Calvin Alexander from the seventy-seven team. Uh, one of the greatest all-around, all-purpose athletes uh, in City League history. You know, went to K-State and, and actually played baseball, became a professional boxer. But Calvin was a heck of a player. Uh, and just Good a good football player. Yeah, he was just, uh, I mean, pound for pound, maybe, maybe the strongest uh, player in, in the history of the city league. and a so, tough guy and it and uh, one of the sweethearts you'll ever see now a gentleman's gentleman <laughs> and i've got to know him uh a great player so I, you know i've got i've got to show some respect for the past and uh uh we'll, we'll we'll debate 
You know, Bob, 77 won one state title. I love 77. They won one title. Uh, Evan Wessel was on three championship teams, and uh, Perry right. was on four. So we've had this discussion before. Uh, you get one more pick beyond uh, Calvin okay. Alexander. Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go with a name that may, may not. Uh, he he was my uh, leading scorer, all-time leading scorer, until Perry uh, passed him. Uh, a young man by the name of C.J. Martin, absolutely, who was uh, the best interior scorer uh, for his size that I ever coached. He was on a 98 team that made it to the state championship game. Uh, CJ had, a, had ended up his college career at Nebraska Omaha, but uh, just a tremendous score, incredible footwork. And uh, yeah, CJ Martin, I, he's on my, uh, my heights uh, all time list for sure. I'm going to go uh, way back into the 60s and early 70s for this next one. Uh, the guy's name is Warren Hollins. Does that ring a bell for sure you? It does, yeah. yeah. Uh, just uh, He was pretty reminiscent of Calvin Alexander, that kind of physique, that kind of toughness, tremendous uh, rebounder and, and score. So Warren Hollins would be my pick there. And then uh, I'm going to steal one from you. This will this will make you angry. I'm going to take T.J. Williams. Oh, what a great pick! Because I think he's destined to uh, do some pretty special things. Uh, he's already done special things, but I think he's destined to do them not only at your level but the next level. Um, so that's my uh, that's my fifth pick. You yeah, have you, two you, picks coming. You did steal my next pick, Bob. Uh, TJ, wow, wow, what a great young man, a great leader. Uh, future's very bright and, and a state champion. Uh, tremendous, maybe the best driver of the basketball that I've ever coached, you know, just uh, relentless at attacking the basket. Uh, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go with Brian Jackson. Brian Good Jackson uh, had a, uh, he was an all-state guard for us. Uh, he was an all-state baseball player for me as well. Uh, graduated in uh, 1992, uh, uh, played for Goose. I was an assistant basketball coach at the time. Uh, led the nation in three-point shooting percentage at Evansville. At, at Evansville his junior year. You know, uh, we lost Brian uh, tragically many years ago, but uh, just a tremendous scorer of the basketball and, and uh, went on to have a very successful college career. Grew up next door to my aunt on North Delrose Yeah. Yeah, uh, great, uh, great family. Uh, Vernell and Celeste, great, great parents, and uh, uh, yeah, one, one of my all-time, one of my all-time favorites. And you got another pick here. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Cortez Barnes. Ah, yeah, that's a steal. Cortez Barnes from our uh, from our uh, 89 and 90, oh, 88, 89, 90. Uh, played in three state tournaments. Was our all all was our uh, leading scorer all three years. Uh, committed, didn't end up playing there, but he he committed to KU uh, in high school, but uh, ended up, at, interestingly enough, you'll probably never guess who his final college coach was. He played for Bruce Pearl. Is that right? Uh, when Bruce was a Division three college coach. Southern Indiana. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and they, they, they had some great success together. Interesting. Yeah. 
You know, Cortez Barnes, uh, this is a trivia question. You'll, you'll know it, I hope. Who were the other sophomores? There were, four, there were five sophomores that started for a state tournament team at Heights back in 1989-90, I believe, was, was the year. Can you name them? Sure, I can. Uh, uh, Kobe Stokes. Correct. Uh, uh, Dimitri Markham. Loved watching him play. Uh, Jason McGee and Cortez. Those were the four. There was one more. Uh, I think. David Norwood. There you go. David Norwood, yes. And then Darren Dreifert. And Darren Dreifert was. Was uh, off the bench. Was our utility man. Uh, all sophomores. All sophomores. That that was my initiation. That was crazy. That was. I walked in the gym. Uh, we were ranked 10th in the nation by Street and Smith Magazine in the fall of 1988. Uh and uh, yeah, and they, I was I was young. I was only 23 years old, and I used to go play pickup with those guys over the over at the old gym at KG and E, uh, when the, uh, when the, when they used to have uh, pickup games in the afternoons. But my goodness, uh, what a talented talented group of guys! And most of those guys still keeping still keeping uh, contact. I, Dimitri I, played Division One football. Dimitri played at Oklahoma State. He was a cornerback. Right. Uh, Kobe Stokes. He's good he's, player. He still checks in. Uh, David Norwood is, uh, I believe, he's down in Atlanta. Uh, so yeah, those guys. What what a what a group of that was fun. Kids. Yeah, that was fun. Um, all right, so you are you're now up to five players, six players. I get my I get two more here. I'm gonna pick uh, Doc Holden. Again, another one from. Uh, that's 77 Played at Cincinnati, team. correct? He did. Yeah. And um, I'm going to go, I'm going to pick one of your guys, uh, another one of your guys who I really enjoyed watching, and he brought a lot of fire, and that's Terrence Moore. I oh, love that pick, Bob. Yeah. Yeah, Timo. Timo, a lefty, uh, great shooter, uh, had a tremendous career at Emporia State. Uh, was an all-conference player, got some All-American uh, notoriety there as well. But yeah. All right, minutes. you're uh, you're you get two more here. I've got two more. Uh, I got to go with Travis Walk. That's I got to go. Travis. That's a pretty good one. He had a nice college career he as did. well at uh, at Missouri State at Southwest Missouri State. Missouri State. He he was a teammate of C.J. Martin's. Led us to. Uh, a state championship game in 98 and really fond of him simply because he's one of the first guys uh, that that I coached that helped us establish ourselves as a as a successful program and it, so I've got one more pick Bob you got one more uh, I got to go with Marcus Ziegler Bob uh, a four-year starter for me uh, a state champion uh, a two-time first team all-state player and one of our all-time uh, career-leading scorers. Uh, Zig was a heck of a player and uh, forever endeared it to, to his leadership on the court and how hard he played for us. And, you know, the guy won a, won a championship. Uh, good list. My my eighth and final player is going to be uh, – got to give Antoine a relative on the team, right? Uh, it's going to be Henry Carr. So that's my list. Uh, we'll recap. Joe went with Perry Ellis, Evan Wessel, uh, 
Who else? C.J. Oh, Martin. Calvin Alexander. Calvin Alexander. C.J. Martin. Uh, Brian Jackson. Cortez Barnes. Travis Walk. Marcus Ziegler. I went with Valentine. Antoine. Sherrod. Hollins. T.J. Williams. A current player. Doc Holden. Terrence Moore. And Henry Carr. So there you go. You want to declare a winner, uh, Max, even though you <laughs> don't really have much expertise in this City League basketball? I leave it to the people of Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The people of Twitter uh, will decide on that one. Uh, all right. That was fun. Yeah, that was a lot. Of, I really, really enjoyed that, Bob. You know, Max, I think I'm the, I'm the winner here simply because I, I've got to coach at a place that, that, that has a list like that. I mean, what a, <laughs> what a special place at 53rd and Hillside. Hollywood Heights is – uh, we can and we continue to have great players. So, uh, and Bob, I appreciate you uh, picking T.J. Williams. Uh, it, it, those who haven't had a chance to watch him, uh, really encourage you to get out and watch this young man play his last year in the city league, and he's got a bright, bright future ahead of him. Yeah, you you don't take anything for granted. I'm sure you don't. And in terms of the the good players, you're going to get to coach. So some years uh, you, they're plentiful, and some years they're not. And uh, you're you're always thankful when you have a good player and even more so a good kid to coach. so You know, a guy here in Wichita that probably feels like he's been left off the list that has no business being on this list, Bob, is Mike Pelfrey. Uh, he he started led Terrible the, basketball terrible, player. He led the City League in rebounding his senior year, which he'd be quick That's because to he missed a bunch of layups and got his own. His shooting percentage was awful. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Mike thinks he's a baller, that's for sure. <laughs> now that's funny. Uh, let's, let's talk about my uh, tweet the other day about all the summer stuff going on with high school athletes in the year 2023 that didn't used to go on. I know coaches fought for more uh, time with their players, and I get it. Um, There's certainly drawbacks to the number of games we play in high school basketball and baseball. I get it. But I also get the viewpoint of seasons. And this is a time for a kid to maybe play a particular sport. That's by the wayside. I don't even think that exists anymore. Does it? Uh, you know, especially at, at bigger schools, it probably doesn't exist anymore. Over at Wichita Collegiate, uh, you know, just having this conversation with Mitch Fiegel, uh, it's a reality at a smaller school. You've got the football weights in the morning. You've got basketball conditioning in the afternoon. You've got summer baseball going on. Uh, my wife and I were just, we were at breakfast the other morning visiting with a collegiate family and the kid who was a football, basketball, baseball player. So smaller schools, I think uh, it is, but at the bigger schools, the specialization is. But if he's a football, basketball, and baseball player expected to be at football training, basketball training, and baseball, uh, every, every day of the summer or most days of the summer, how can that be enjoyable? How can that kid be getting what he should be getting, which is some time to have fun. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That Bob, you you you're you're correct, and uh, it takes communication amongst the coaches and the and the families. Uh, my philosophy on this has always been: uh, you can be a football guy that plays basketball during the season if you're good enough. Now that you know that that's a that's a skill set. We had DJ Dingle, who was our starting quarterback last year, and he only did basketball really during basketball season, and that was great. 
and the things he learned as a leader in football, we benefited from during basketball season. Uh, so I think as coaches, you, you allow your players to be specialists in an area and don't put outside demands on them. I think that's the only way we can have, you know, three sport athletes, especially at bigger schools. I, if I've got a football kid, I can't ask him to, to, to be at our weight session, to be at our afternoon practice. Uh, you know, I, you just can't do that. Now the trade-off is they, they still have to make improvements and get better. Uh, but uh, right now we're in an era where there are, there, there are too many demands being placed and uh, uh, a lot of it's parent driven. I mean, parents are, are pushing this as well and they, they want their kids busy from sunup to sundown. Not the way that you and I were busy, Bob, you know, getting kicked out of the house and <laughs> told to come back when the street lights are on. But they, these, these guys are busy, and uh, uh, I think we've got to find uh, – we've got to step back a little bit and, allow, like you said, allow kids to be kids. And uh, it, I wish the high school coaches would actually get a little bit more input uh, in, in the sports. And there's, there's a lot of outside influence that we don't have good communication with. I, my guys are playing for a wide variety of other teams. Good teams, good people, but there's not a great great example. We had practice on Monday. The kids that came into our gym had two weeks ago had played eight basketball games in an MAYB tournament on a Saturday and Sunday. Now, there's nothing good for your legs that comes from playing eight games in two days. No. Uh, and now here's a high school coach wanting you to work on some defensive things. And so it's too much, and uh, we've got to – We've got to do a better job of communicating, and, and uh, uh, I don't know what I don't know if that's going to get better before it gets worse. But uh, it's hard to know, right? I mean, it's, it's hard, hard to it's, know. It's, it's you got to have such a commu- like you said, communication, cohesion. Everybody kind of has to. There have to almost be a set of, if not rules, certainly guidelines on how to best do this for kids, um, because playing different sports. Uh, I believe is better for kids uh, at that age than specialization. Now there are probably exceptions to that. There are kids who just want to play basketball. Okay, I get it. There are kids who, by the time they get to high school, just want to play football or tennis or whatever it might be. But the kids who want to be all-around athletes, who want to experiment with different sports. Uh, they have to feel confident that they can do that without paying a price for one of the other sports. If I if I want to play tennis and I want to do that at a time when I'm supposed to be at uh, football weights training, I should be able to do that. Yeah, you know, I, I agree. Both of our boys uh, ended up playing college golf, and we went and had direct conversations with their basketball coach. You know, our kids both went to Cape Inn, but we went, went and talked to the coach and said, hey, this is what our child wants to do. Uh, he's going to play a highly competitive summer basketball, or excuse me, summer golf schedule. Is that okay? So you got to communicate, and you got to uh, you, you have to have those tough conversations. You got to practice what you preach. College coaches constantly tell me we love uh, the multi-sport athlete and what they learn from competing in different sports. We love that. But then we get bombarded with camp opportunities. And, you know, they want these kids playing basketball all summer. 
I, I had a conversation with a coach in Kansas City last weekend, uh, and we were hinting at maybe we were going to take the day off on Monday. We'd been in Kansas City all weekend playing, and he, he just thought that was the worst idea imaginable. You, these kids have got to be in the gym. They've got to get to work. So there's got to be some practice what you preach component to this, uh, and it's going to have to come from. The adults have to do this because the kids don't have that voice yet. Correct. They right. can't write. They don't have a union. They don't have a voice. They can't yeah. collectively get together. And uh, they, we have to take care of young athletes in every way imaginable. Yeah. And as adults, uh, we can do that. You know, we preach even in League 42, take care of arms. Don't overextend pitchers. Uh, even though we don't have a lot of pitchers, it's hard to find pitchers. Uh, but, but do your best to take care of kids and to make them feel like, yeah, you have the freedom to uh, play a, a lot of different sports. You did. I did. I think it was beneficial. Uh, so I yeah, appreciate your viewpoint yeah, on that. it's a different time. There's never been more opportunities to play and compete, and there's never been more information about how to get better. So finding that happy medium uh, is very it, – it, it's a great question, and it needs some great minds put to – solving it uh, for the kids' sake without question. Well, Joe, you've, uh, you've been very good. We enjoyed this today. We had good-spirited discussion. Uh, we got to pick our all-time Heights basketball team. I'll put that on Twitter uh, a little bit later, probably be this evening, uh, and see how it goes. Uh, it's been, uh, been a pleasure. Best of luck the rest of the summer and as you enter another season coaching the Heights boys. Thank you, Bob. As you know, I appreciate uh, everything you do for our sports community and especially for our Wichita City League and, uh, and what you're doing with League 42. But thank you for having me today. It was a real treat. Take care, Joe. That's uh, Joe Auer. We'll leave you with that. Tomorrow on the show, Jeff and Jason Duda will join me, the three-man booth. Have a good night. We'll see you then. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.